So we are doing ch chapter 83. He's not gone live. Still showing off here. Yeah, ah, now it's gone live. Okay. So we are doing chapter 83. Draupadi meets the Queen of Krishna. Uh, last week we had done from Canto 10 part 4. Uh, the chapter about Krishna meets the inhabitants of Vrindavan. In that he had given some very good spiritual teachings. Today we are going to do a different chapter where Draupadi meets the Queens of Krishna. Now Krishna has gone towards uh, Indraprastha and uh, during the course of that meeting there are lots of things which have happened. So let us see what happens after this. Sukhdev Goswami said, Thus Lord Krishna, the spiritual master of the gopis and the very purpose of their life showed them his mercy. He then met with Yudhishthir and all his other relatives and inquired from them about their welfare. Feeling greatly honoured, King Yudhishthir and the others, freed of all sinful reactions by seeing the feet of the Lord of the Universe, gladly answered his inquiries. So, like I said, you know, every now and then is the same thing which is happening. The introduction of the chapter, the introduction of the, uh, you know, happens in the form of welcoming the guests, asking them about their families, relations and so on and so forth. Lord Krishna's relative says, O Master, how can misfortune arise for those who have even once freely drunk the nectar coming from your lotus feet? This intoxicating liquor pours into the drinking cup of their ears, having flowed from the minds of great devotees through their mouth. It destroys the embodied soul's forgetfulness of the creator of their bodily existence. So the moment you are in connect with the divine, you are in a position to you know, overcome a lot of your difficulties, a lot of uh, the issues connected with it. So at such point in time, at such point in time, you will find that it's okay, you can remove it off, just shut it down. So at such point in time, it is important to uh, exchange views and also tell the person how much they are devoted to the individual. It could be your guru, it could be the divine being. So naturally over here, the people who are meeting Krishna are telling him that, you know, once we have touched your feet and once we have taken the teeth of your feet, it's so important. The radiance of your personal form dispels the threefold effect of material consciousness and by your grace we become immersed in total happiness. Your knowledge is indivisible and unrestricted. By your yoga maya potency you have assumed this human form of protecting the Vedas which has been threatened by time. We bow down to you the final destination of perfect saints. So the people over there are appeasing Krishna. They are telling him what exactly they feel about him. So they are describing how his grace flows through the entire worlds over here and how everybody is immersed in total happiness. And thereafter they describe also how he has taken a form. See, the Lord taking a form, assuming a form of Sri Krishna as the son of 
you know over here and uh, coming to this world and meeting everybody is the creation of yoga maya only yoga maya is god's potency she creates him as an individual as a person so we are able to experience him now this experience happens and finally they are talking about where we are all supposed to go where are we all supposed to go towards this divine place which is called the golok vrindavana the great sage sukhdev goswami said as yudhishthir and the others were thus praising lord krishna the crest jewel of the light of the sublimely uh, the sublimely glorified personalities the women of the andhaka and the kaurava clan met with one another and began discussing topics about govinda that are sung throughout the three worlds please listen and i as i relate this to you sri draupadi said oh vaidarbi bhadra and jambavati oh kaushala satyabhama and kalindi oh saibya rohini lakshmana and other wives of lord krishna please tell me how the supreme lord achyuta imitating the ways of this world by his mystic power came to marry each one of you so now <laughs> there is a story going on where draupadi is asking all the women all the uh, wives of sri krishna how is it that they all came to marry sri krishna sri rukmini said when all the kings held their bows at the ready to assure that i would be presented to shishupal he who put the dust of his feet on the heads of the invincible warriors took me from their midst as a lion forcibly takes his prey from the midst of the goats and the sheep may i always be allowed to worship those feet of lord krishna the abode of goddess sri so here rukmini is telling how she was kidnapped how she was taken away from the wrath of her brother and shishupal you know uh, rukma and shishupal and how krishna came and took her away so she is describing her own wedding the way uh, krishna came and took her away and then got married to her satyabhama said my father his heart tormented by my brother's murder blamed lord krishna for the crime to remove the stain of his reputation the lord defeated the king of the bears and took the shamantaka jewel which he then returned to my father fearing the consequence of his offense my father offered me to the lord even though i had already been promised to others now satyabhama is the second wife now she tells how her father satyaki how he had blamed krishna you know for taking the shamantaka jewel though the jewel was not taken by sri krishna but believing that krishna has robbed the jewel so he has accused krishna krishna to prove his innocence goes to the jungles and kills uh, the uh, the creature and then 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 he meet jambavan also on the way now jambavan is the person who has this particular jewel with him and it is given to his daughter so he brings the jewel back and gives it to satyaki who in turn you know now that he has accused krishna so that to appease him so he offers satyabhama to him as an appeasement and whereas satyabhama has been promised to many other people as well before you know her father was literally uh, interested in getting her married so now we go to the next one shri jambavati said unaware that lord krishna was none other than his own master and worshipable deity the husband of goddess sita my father fought with him for 27 years when my father finally came to his senses and recognized the lord he took hold of his feet and presented him with both me and the shamantaka jewel as token of his reverence i am simply the lord's maid servant so jambavati 
जस्ट नाउ आई वॉज टेलिंग यू हाउ यू नो सत्यभामा गॉट मैरिड टू कृष्णा सिमिलरली जाम्बावती नाउ वेन सत वेन सत्यकी हैड एक्यूज कृष्णा कृष्णा हैड गॉन टू द जंगल ही हैड फॉट विथ अ बेर नाउ दैट बेर वॉज कॉल्ड जाम्बवन जाम्बवन इज कनेक्टेड टू द लास्ट युगा टू श्री राम नाउ श्री राम हैड गिवन हिम अ वरदान दैट इन द नेक्स्ट लाइफ आई विल मीट यू एंड दैट आई विल बी गेटिंग मैरिड टू योर डॉटर दैट इज हाउ ही टेक्स द ज्यूवेल फ्रॉम जाम्बवन बाय डिफीटिंग हिम एंड इन टर्न जाम्बवन सेज नाउ यू कैन मैरी माई डॉटर जाम्बावती आफ्टर ही गेट्स द एश्योरेंस दैट ही इज श्री राम ओनली श्री कृष्णा इज द ओरिजिनल पर्सन दैट्स वॉट ही कम्स टू नो देन वी कम टू द नेक्स्ट स्टोरी ऑफ श्री कालिंदी Kalindi said the lord knew i was performing severe austerities and penance with the hope of one day touching his lotus feet so he came to me in the company of his friend and took my hand in marriage now i am engaged as a sweeper in his palace so the fourth wife is telling how she came about so that is kalindi kalindi is also a river by the way shrimitravinda said at my swayamvara ceremony he came forward defeated all the kings present including my brother who dared insult him and took me away just as a lion removes his prey from amidst a pack of dogs thus lord krishna the shelter of the goddess of fortune brought me to his capital city may i be allowed to serve him by washing his feet life after life so here we have mitravinda telling her part of the story sri satya said my father arranged for seven extremely powerful and vigorous bulls with deadly sharp horns to test the prowess of the kings who desired my hand in marriage so now she is coming out with her story where there are seven bulls although these bulls destroyed the false pride of many heroes lord krishna subdued them effortlessly trying tying them up in the same way the children playfully tie up the goats kids he thus purchased me with his valor he then took me away with his maid servant and a full army of four divisions defeating all the kings who opposed him on the along the road may i be granted the privilege of serving the lord so here we have shri satya telling us this thing shri bhadra said my dear draupadi of his own free will my father invited his nephew krishna to whom i had already dedicated my heart and offered me to him as his bride my father presented me to the lord as an ashkani with an ashkani military guard and retinue of my female companions my ultimate perfection is this to always be allowed to touch lord krishna's lotus feet as i wander from life to life bound by my karma so here we have shri bhadra again one of the wives of krishna telling her telling draupadi how she got married to him shri lakshmana said o queen i repeatedly heard narad muni glorifying the appearance and activities of achyuta and thus my heart also became attached to the lord lord mukunda indeed even goddess padmahasta chose him as her husband after carefully consideration rejecting the great demigods who rule with the various planets shri shri lakshmana is one more wife of his my father brahatsena by nature compassionate to the daughter and knowing how i felt o saintly lady he arranged to fulfill my desires just as a fish is used as a target in the swayamvara ceremony o queen to assure to you that would obtain arjuna as your husband so a fish was also used in my ceremony in my case however it was concealed on all sides and only his reflection could be seen in a pot of water below so here one more story of how krishna is able to get his wife 
Hearing of this, thousands of kings, expert in shooting arrows and in wielding other weapons, converged from all directions on my father's city, accompanied by their military teachers. My father properly honored each king according to his strength and seniority. Then those whose minds were fixed on me took up the bow and arrow and one by one tried to pierce the target in the midst of the assembly. So she is telling how her story came about where a fish was hidden in such a way that you could directly not see it but you could only see the reflection in the water at a particular angle and then you had to see in the water and shoot the fish on top and that's the only way of getting her. So this is the uh, one more wife of his which we were describing just now and that is Sri Bhadra Ashri Lakshmana sorry some of them picked up the bow but could not string it so they threw it again aside in frustration some managed to pull the bow string towards the tip of the bow only to have the bow spring back and knock them to the ground a few heroes namely Jarasand, Shishupal, Bhima, Duryodhana, Karna and the king of Ambasta succeeded in stringing the bow but none of them could find the target. So, how many people were after, you know, trying to get married to her? So, there is this one girl and so many people are interested in getting married to her. Think about it. Here, even they have said Jarasandha. Jarasandha was, a, remember, he was the father-in-law of Kamsa. Okay. He was the father-in-law of Kamsa, if you recollect. Shishupal. Shishupal must be the same age as Krishna. But Jarasandha was an older person. Bhima. The Bhima is also there. Duryodhana is also there. Karna is there. The king of Ambasta. So many people were there. Now they are all trying to get married to this one lady. Then Arjuna looked at the reflection of the fish in the water and determined his position. When he carefully shot the arrow at it, however, he did not pierce the target but merely grazed it. So Arjuna also tried. Now here we have so many people one against each other. So Arjuna also tried. All the arrogant kings had given up. Their pride broken. The supreme personality of Godhead picked up the bow, easily strung it and then fixed his arrow upon it. As the sun stood in the constellation Abhijit, he looked at the fish in the water only once and then pierced it with the arrow, knocking it off the ground. So think about it. Arjuna is also trying his hand. Now think about all these things. Every person over there is already married. He has got wife. If Draupadi is there, so many other things are happening and everybody wants to have another new girl over there. I mean, when you look at how these things work in the past, you will realize that it is all about trying to get a wife, you know, trying to establish credentials in the market. I don't understand. I mean, you will also wonder, okay, how is this possible? I mean, what exactly are we trying to understand over here? <laughs> is, it, is it the truth that Krishna was also uh, there and Arjuna is also there and Bhima is also there and Duryodhana is there and everybody is there. What is the meaning of all these things? We shall come to it at the end of the chapter. Kettle drums resounded in the sky and on the earth people shouted Jaya Jaya. Overjoyed demigods showered flowers. So here how Krishna was able to get the fish you know with his first arrow. Just then I walked into the ceremonial ground. The ankle bells on my feet gently tinkling. I was wearing new garments on the finest silk, tied with a belt and I carried a brilliant necklace fashioned of gold and jewels. There was a shy smile on my face and a wreath of flowers in my hair. Now Lakshmana is being described over here the way she walks about because now 
Sri Krishna has won her. <coughs> Correct? So, I lifted my face which was encircled by my abundant locks and effulgent from the glow of my earrings reflected on my cheek. Smiling coolly, I gathered, glanced about. Then looking around at all the skins, I slowly placed the necklace on the shoulder of Murari who had captured my heart. Just then there was a loud sound of conch shells and pradangas, patahas, bheris and anaka drums, as well as the other instruments. Men and women began to dance and singers began to sing. The leading kings there could not tolerate my having chosen the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Odraupadi burning with lust, they became quarrelsome. So here we have everybody including Karna and Arjuna and Bhima and Duryodhana and Shishupal and everybody. They did not like what they had seen over there. Now, Sri Krishna is taking the wife, okay, Sri Lakshmana, and everybody is upset about it. So, everybody was looking at her, and she, she was a goddess. So, naturally, they were all looking at her with lust. The Lord then placed me in his chariot, drawn by four most excellent horses, donning his armor and readying his bowstringa. He stood on the chariot, and there on the battleground, he manifested his four arms. Daruka drove the lord's gold-trimmed chariot as the kings looked on. O queen, queen, like small animals, helplessly watching a lion. The kings pursued the lord like village dogs chasing a lion. Some kings, raising their bows, stationed themselves on the ground to stop him as he passed by. These warriors were deluged by arrows shot from the lord's bow, Shranga. Some of the kings fell on the battlefield with severed arms, legs and neck. The rest gave up the fight and fled. So he is carrying away Sri Lakshmana over there. Hmm? The lord of the Yadus then entered his capital Kusastali, that is Dwaraka, which is glorified in heaven on earth. The city was elaborately decorated with flagpoles carrying banners that blocked the sun and also with splendid archways. As Lord Krishna entered, he appeared like a sun god entering his abode. My father honored his friends, family and in-laws with priceless clothing and jewelry with the royal beds thrones and other furnishings. With devotion he presented the perfectly complete lord with a number of maidservants bedecked with precious ornaments. Accompanying these maidservants were guards walking on foot and other riding elephants, chariots and horses. He also gave the lord extremely valuable weapons. Thus by renouncing all material association and practicing austere penances, we queens have all become personal maidservants of the self-satisfied supreme lord. So here, it's a description of all the queens that have, you know, become his wives. Remember, it is 16,108. The eight are the principal wives. Okay. The 100 are coming second and then the third is 16,000. So 16,108, that is the figure. So we have described about eight of them just now. Uh, so there is one more remaining, sorry. Rohini Devi. Speaking for the other queen said, After killing Bhumasara and his followers, the Lord found us in the demon's prison and could understand that we were the daughters of the kings whom Bhoma had defeated during the conquest of the earth. The Lord set us free and because we had constantly meditating upon his lotus feet, the source of liberation from the material entanglements, he agreed to marry us through his every desire is already fulfilled. So here, the, I remember there is a 16,100 now still remaining. So we are getting on with the story. O saintly lady, 
we do not desire domination over the earth the sovereignty of the kings of heaven unlimited facility of enjoyments mystic powers the position of lord brahma immortality or even attainment of the kingdom of god so all these queens are now saying you know what exactly are they saying we are not interested in any of these things we simply desire to carry on our head the glorious dust of lord krishna's feet enriched by the fragrance of kumkuma from his consort's bosom so now they are saying what what why have we married krishna we have married krishna only for the love of him not for any specific requirement like they have said you know the sovereignty of the earth becoming the because he is the king of the heaven unlimited facilities you know we we when we buy something you know we always look at it extra kya milega so here <laughs> the queens are saying you know extra kuch nahi chahiye we just want the <laughs> the one only the lord only the rest of the things we don't require so we desire the same contact with the supreme lord's feet that the young woman of raja the cowherd boys and even the abogin pulinda woman desire the touch of the dust he leaves on the plants and the grass and he tends his cows so we have come to the end of the chapter so just to give you an an idea about what exactly are the important things that happen here we have sri krishna sri krishna is the supreme divine consciousness on one side all right and then sri krishna the supreme divine consciousness is marrying eight women eight principal features which which we saw you know right from you know you you will find that rukmini onwards to to the last one that we heard about sri lakshmana and then we heard bhauma talking about the rest of them now all these what exactly are this if you think about it why would a lord want to marry 16108 wives no these are the qualities associated with the divine the qualities associated with the divine and the qualities that are associated with the divine come about in a different different manner you will find that there are eight principal qualities you know what are the eight principal qualities i am sure you know we have done all the negative qualities well before this anger greed lust all that is called the negative qualities they are the ones which destroy a person they take you away from the lord think about it anger takes us away from the lord if we have lust if we have greed if we have avarice you know we hate somebody having more money we hate somebody having more uh, you know goodness or uh, maybe a beauty we don't like those kind of people those are the negative qualities these are positive qualities positive qualities qualities are goodness of heart compassion kindness you know these are the qualities which god the dear lord is supposed to be having think about it when he is marrying what are they saying in some places he had to win this over in some places sri krishna had to win them over and in some places he had to kidnap them see think about it has he not kidnapped a few of his wife okay they have said you please come and take us have written a, a letter so on and so forth and in some places he has to take the jewel give it to somebody truthfulness think about it a man who has the supreme divine being in the core of his heart think 
If the man has the supreme divine thing in the core of his heart, many a times has to prove his innocence. By proving the innocence, the man has to prove to the world that he has not done those kind of things. The truthfulness is another quality associated with us, with the Lord. We need to be truthful. But you see, if you tell the truth, the world doesn't accept you. Try telling the truth about somebody. The world is not going to accept you. Try being nice to somebody. Try being compassionate to somebody. People are interested in something completely different. Think about the refugees that we are having. You know, we want to be compassionate to them. We want to give them some food and some clothing and some shelter and something. How does the world look at it? All the other kings over there, they don't want you to win. Think, there are other kings who don't want you to win this. So what do they do? They try to hit them with you, hit you with the bow and arrows. So your compassion is brought down, supposedly. But it, that is not the case. Everybody else comes over there and wants to establish his credential over there. Saying that, oh, and they want to take their pound of flesh and their publicity. How is that publicity? It is like this, you know, I remember one American corporation. And I knew the person connected with that American corporation who had a corpus fund of I think 3.2 million or 3.5 million, something like that, dollars. And the corporation had given this very, very important, uh, you know, mandate to the person who had this budget, which was for the CSR, you know, CSR, Corporate Social Responsibility. You know, what was the term given by this American corporation? The, the American corporation had given the mandate to this HR person who was in charge of this great corpus of funds. If you are going to give $3 million to somebody, we need at least $30 million of publicity associated with it. If we are, if we are not going to get $30 million of free publicity associated with it, don't give the funds. I was shocked to hear from this HR manager. How can a corporation who is doing corporate, you know, this is supposed, supposed to be a CSR initiative. How can they say this kind of a thing? Now do you understand how many kings are after it? You want to do something good in this world. You want to donate to charity or you want to do something nice in this world. There are hundred people around you who want to pull you down and take publicity away from you. They want something from that thing. So you go and you try to do something for the refugees. You will find that there are 10 other organizations who will say, Oh, we are the ones who provided these people with the jobs. Oh, we are the ones who provided them with the food. And the food has cost us so much. And this, and they are going to get the write-ups over there. They will present it as their own case. Can you imagine this? You do, you do you understand? Now think, these are the supreme divine Lord's qualities. Every individual is supposed to have in them. These qualities are the goodness of heart. You know, the truthfulness, 
Think about it. The extreme qualities, the kindness, the goodness, the compassion, the love, the understanding that we need to have. What all? Now let us say, think about one more case which I will give you. Let us say there is a deserving candidate and you are giving a prize to the deserving candidate. Alright? You are some person who likes this person. Okay? Maybe there is a singing competition or something and you like the person who is singing and you want to give him a small gift. You know, every other person over there will definitely try to pull you down saying that he doesn't deserve. There are, there are other people who deserve. That is called Swayamvara. That is called <laughs> piercing the bow and the arrow. Though you are giving the gift to that person, but everybody feels that that person is not the deserving type. You should have given to somebody else. And that everybody else believes that they deserve it more than him. The goodness of heart comes over there. You want to present it to the deserving person. But every other person in the world will think that person doesn't deserve. This is how it works. Think about it. So, the Divine Lord is associated with all these qualities. And all these things which I said, the Shamantaka Jewel, you know, how you have to take it away from? The, the, the bear, you know, there is a bear. Huh? And the bear has a daughter. She is never aged. Look at the association. They are having the jewel. He has given it to his daughter. Krishna is taking this jewel away and he is reminding him that I am the same Sri, Sri Ram which you saw in my last life. Everybody has a story. These qualities the human beings need to develop have a story in them. Your qualities have not just come about. They are ancient qualities. They are existing in every human being. Think, as a child, have you not had these qualities of being such an open-hearted person? As a child, you never denied anybody anything. If somebody asked you a toy, you gave it openly. Correct? But later on, as you started growing up, you developed the quality, I don't want to give. This is mine. This is what happened to a human being. A human being forgets all the good qualities that are there. He completely eliminates them from his life. Though they are still there by the way. These are like the wives that every individual has. Every divine being has these wives. Okay. Now we think Krishna has so many wives. 16,108. Sorry. This is not wives. wives. These are the good qualities. Associated with the divine only. These are divine qualities. Everybody has them. Later on in life, something happens. And you become generous. You become kind. That generosity which was there in you when you were born is coming out just now. So I hope you have understood all these wives being described over here are not the wives that we think in terms of. Because the only thing that we can think of is all the wrong stuff. There is nothing wrong. He is the divine being inside of every individual that is called the Krishna or the soul 
and the soul has good qualities associated with it those are the higher qualities isn't it so we have come to the end of the chapter so now we will start the next one okay one minute So we are doing chapter 84 from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Part 4. The chapter is about the sages teaching at Kurukshetra. Now we remember we are in Indraprasth. There is Draupadi over there. The stories are going on. They are all describing the Lord's qualities, so on and so forth. So we are in the north of India. So now the sages. How do they teach? What do they teach in Kurukshetra? Sukhdev Goswami said, Pratha, Gandhari, Draupadi, Subhadra, the wives of the other kings and the Lord Cowherd girlfriends were all amazed to hear the queen's deep love for Lord Krishna. The supreme personality of Godhead and the soul of all beings and their eyes filled with tears. Now all these queens are describing their story. Everybody who is hearing them when they hear these kind of stories, everybody is very happy, eyes are filled with tears. Think about it. When we ourselves describe goodness to somebody else, oh, this person he is so kind, you know. How he has taken money, put it together and made into a big pile and handed it over to these poor people. So when we hear this kind of story, how do you feel? You feel very nice about it. So everybody's eyes are filled with tears. As the women thus talked among themselves and the men among themselves, a number of great sages arrived there. All of them eager to see Lord Krishna and Lord Balrama. They included Dvaipayana, Narada, Chavana, Devala, Asita, Vishwamitra, Satananda, <coughs> Bharadwaja, Gautama, Lord Parshurama and his disciples. Vashishta, Galava, Brugu, Pulyasta and Kashyapa, Atri, Markandeya, Brahaspati, Dvita, Trita, Ekta and the four Kumaras, Angira, Agatsya, Yagnevalkya and Vamde. So, so many other sages are also coming over there. Everybody is coming to meet the Lord. As soon as they saw the sages approaching, the king and the other gentlemen who had seated them immediately stood up including the Pandava brothers and Krishna and Balram. Then they all bowed down to the sages who were honoured throughout the universe. Lord Krishna, Lord Balram and the other kings and leaders properly worshipped the sages by offering them words of greeting, sitting places, water for washing their feet, drinking water, flower garlands, incense and sandalwood paste. So once all the sages have come over there, they are welcomed by everybody, their feet are touched, their feet are washed, incense, everything that is connected with welcoming is performed. After the sages were comfortably seated, the Supreme Lord Krishna, whose transcendental body protects religious principles, addressed them in the midst of the great assembly. Everyone listened silently with rapt attention. The Supreme Lord said, now our lives are indeed successful, for we have obtained life's ultimate goal. The audience of the great yoga masters, which even demigods only rarely obtain. 
So Krishna is telling everybody over there, we are so thankful that all such great yogis have come over here. Yogis means the great principles of knowledge. They have all come over there. Yoga is oneness with the God. Remember this. Okay. The things which takes us closer to God. It may be the knowledge. It may be the principle of work. Whichever. Whatever function that is there. Which takes us closer to God. We have to honor it. And we have to be very praising about it. We have to praise it. How is it that people who are not very austere. And who recognize God only in the deity form in the temple. Can now see you touch you, inquire from you, bow down to you, worship your feet and serve you in other ways. So here, okay, sorry, I missed out one line. The Supreme Lord said, now our lives are indeed successful for we have obtained the ultimate life goals, the audience of great yoga masters which even demigods only rarely obtain. How is it that people who are not very austere and recognize God only in the deity form in the temples can now see you, touch you, inquire from you, bow down to you, worship your feet and serve you in other ways? Mere bodies of water are not the only real sacred places of pilgrimage, nor are the images of earth and stone the true worshipable deities. These purify one only after a long time. But saintly sages purify one immediately upon being seen. So Krishna is telling the entire audience over there. To meet such type of great sages is one of the rarest of the things in the world. That means these are the great gurus. And if you were to meet them. And if you were to take their blessings. That would be far more greater. Of you know the greatest Positive deed that you might have done to purify your being. Touching the feet of these kind of great sages is the most important thing for any human being. Neither the demigods controlling the fire, the sun, the moon, the stars, nor those in charge of the earth, water, ether, air, speech, mind actually remove the sins of their worshippers. Who continue to see in terms of duality. But wise sages destroys one sin when respectfully served for even a few moments. Here Krishna is talking about that you may go to any river, try to cleanse your sins. Like you go to Ganga or Yamuna or one of those and try to wash your sins off over there. Go to holy pilgrimages, places like Varanasi and so on and so forth. And you think, you know, oh, your sins are gone away now. No. Or you go to temples and you do worships and so many other things. You will find that the sins basically are still there. Sins means karma that is that is associated with you is still there. But how would the sins go away? They would go away when you can respectfully serve these teachers or these gurus. When you serve these masters, that is a time all your sins get washed away. So the service unto the master is the most important part. One who identifies his self with the inert body, composed of mucus, bile and air, who assumes his wife and family are permanently his own, who thinks an earthen image or the land of birth is worshipable, or who sees the place of pilgrimage as merely the water there, but who never identifies himself with feels kinship with or worships or even visits those who are wise in spiritual truth, such a person is no better than a cow or an ass. 
Now, if we were to take into account, oh, I am serving my parents or I am going to the holy places. I am drinking from this particular holy waters or going to some temples or praising some people or keeping an earthen image or a stone image and pay, praying to it. If you think that is a great thing that you are doing, you are mistaken. Worshipping these great deities, it is who? The gurus, these people whom we mentioned just now, they are the great sages. That is the highest thing. The rest of the things have absolutely no value. Any person who thinks that those things have a greater value, they are mistaken. Here the verse is put in slightly a different tone. Here he says, normally idiots, the asses, you know, they are no better than common ass. So Krishna is describing people who believe that what they are doing is the best thing or the right thing. Just imagine, people think, you know, going to some temples and some places of worship, oh, I am doing this, it's a great thing. They believe like that. Or they are thinking, oh, I read, I read this and I do that. Oh, I have a family, I have a wife and children and I am supposed to be taking care. I am a very good father. All this is nonsense. He is an ass, one who believes in this kind of thing. Sukhdeva Goswami said, Hearing such unfathomable words from the ultimately wise Lord Krishna, the learned Brahmanas remain silent, their minds bewildered. For some time, the sages pondered the Supreme Lord's behavior, which resembled that of a subordinate living being. They concluded that he was acting this way to instruct the people in general. Thus, they smiled and spoke to him, the spiritual master of the universe. So, the way Krishna was talking, everybody is a little bit bewildered. Just imagine the Lord is talking such kind of a language. He is an ass. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't it sound... How can the Lord talk such kind of a language? He should be talking something very godly, divine. You know, those kind of things. But Krishna is a complete down-to-earth being. Though he is born in a human form, but his teachings are always very, very beautiful. They are always coming at the right appropriate moment, the way they are supposed to be and his language will also differ the way it is supposed to be. His language is also very unique. So he is the spiritual master of this entire universe and what does he do? The great sages say, The power of illusion has totally bewildered us, the most exalted knower of the truth and leaders among the universal creators. How amazing is the behavior of the Supreme Lord? He covers himself up like human-like activities and pretends to the subject to superior control. So what does, the Krishna, what does Krishna do? Krishna behaves like a normal human being, as if he is nobody in this world. He, he has this demeanor of, Oh, I am subservient to everybody. Everybody is sitting on top of my head. I am the, I am the, uh, the pair ki dhul. Okay, everybody is there and everybody is ruling over him. That means he has this human-like activities and he pretends to be the subject to superior control. That means somebody is there on top of me. Like he is a subordinate person. He behaves like this in this material world. Indeed, the human-like pastimes of the Almighty are simply a pretense. Effortlessly, he alone sends forth his self this variegated creation maintains it and swallows it up again 
all without becoming entangled just as the element earth takes on many names and forms in its various transformation so the sages are saying what are they saying <laughs> they are saying the lord is doing all this as a pretense he just pretends you know why but he is the master of this entire creation he is the one who creates sustains and destroys this entire universe he is the supreme master of everything and yet he is performing his actions like a very very normal human being so they are praising him though we cannot praise the lord like this nonetheless at suitable times you assume the pure pure mode of goodness to protect your devotees and punish the wicked thus you the soul of the varnashrama social order the supreme personality of godhead maintains the eternal path of the vedas enjoying your pleasurable pastimes so there are many things which happen when the lord sojourn is there on earth what does he do he performs various actions like we just now heard about how many wives he has got what all he has done where all he has gone all you know sometimes people say you know kalakandi karta hai kalakandi means he is performing actions which are very very peculiar to human behavior you know a very common type of a thing so no you have to understand these are his pleasurable pastimes he just does them because human beings have to think that he is a normal person just imagine one day if god were to come and stand in front of you you know and you are asking him something and your neighbor is standing next to you you know the whole building will come to know about it oh ye ghar mein bhagwan aaya hai and the whole building will come running towards it do you know there was one very interesting story in the past they saw that you know one ganesha one ganesha idol he was drinking milk nobody knows how it was happening and everybody came and the whole village came with one katori of milk they we want to give milk to ganesha we want to give and it became a phenomena and what must have happened to that ganesha poor fellow ha huh? think about it all right now in one of the places that i visited you know it's called mangalgiri it's a it's a beautiful village there there is one god over there okay now what these guys do is they take one lota of uh, you know water which is uh, mixed with jaggery jaggery water okay and then you take it and you pay some money take that water and go and give to that pandit ji over there he pours it in that hole over there the mouth of the lord okay by the way ah like that and he pours it over there and the water goes somewhere nobody knows where it goes some of the water which comes out from there is given back to you as a prasad think about it if somebody like this ganesha statue comes and everybody wants to feed him milk now think if the lord actually comes and stands in front of you and says i am the lord i drink milk was everybody is going to come with one katori of milk you know and what one katori of milk is not the idea the idea is they will come with 1000 wishes they will say to the lord mere ko bachcha de mere ko ye dena jo naukri dena chokri dena ye karna the poor lord is going to get inundated with it so think about it here krishna is incognito he doesn't say anything to anybody he doesn't perform anything for anybody no will miracles so tomorrow people will not hound him 
Think about it. Uh, otherwise, imagine, you know, Sachin Tendulkar or Shahrukh Khan comes in your building. Finished. You know what will happen, no? Sachin Tendulkar comes, everybody wants his autograph, everybody wants to give him a cup Sir. of tea and Sarji, 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 kaise karte hai, hai, hai. Everybody wants selfies. Shahrukh Khan aaya to kya karenge? Everybody's camera will be out, you know, everybody's phone will be out. Can I have one, sir, sir, please one, sir. Nobody wants to give him time also. He will not be able to perform any duties. So the Lord has got these special qualities. He doesn't show himself to anybody. He is quiet. He will only show that he is a meek, small, nobody knows him, like that kind of a nature. He will be very quiet. He won't even tell. And he will go and touch everybody's feet, making everybody feel that, oh, they are the greatest thing on planet Earth. And he is just a poor fellow. Nobody knows. So now you understand his pastime. The Vedas in your spotless heart. And through them, one can perceive by means of austerity, study and self-control. The manifest, the unmanifest and the pure existence transcendental to both. So here they are describing the qualities of Sri Krishna. It's a big chapter, so we will split it down into two and uh, tomorrow we will do the rest of it. I shall do up to another five more verses, four, five more verses. All right. So, uh, yes, five more verses. So, therefore, O Supreme Brahma, your honor, you honor the members of the Brahmanical community. For they are the perfect agents for which one can realize. You through the evidence of the Vedas, from that your very reason, you are the foremost worshipper of the Brahmanas. So the Lord honors the knowers of Brahma. That means the sages. The sages are the knowers of Brahma. The Lord always honors those who honor Brahma. Those who honor this divine. So those who are self-realized beings, those who are sages, those who are saints. God always when he comes down to earth as a human being, he will go and put his head at their feet. Right? Today our birth, education, austerity and the vision have all become perfect because we have been able to associate with you. The goal of all saintly persons. Indeed, you yourself are the ultimate supreme blessing. So the sages are describing to the Lord. Finally, everything in our world. Whether it is the birth, the education, the knowledge that we are carrying, everything that is we are having, is all because of you alone, the Lord. So the sages recognize the Lord and they are putting their exact all, all their prayers at the feet of the Lord. And they are telling him that you know, all this austerity that we are having, all these visions, all this perfection that you have given us, is all because you have given this to us. So indeed, you yourself are the ultimate supreme blessing. So it is not that Krishna is supposed to touch their feet. They are supposed to be touching Krishna's feet and praising the Lord. Let us offer obeisance unto that supreme personality of Godhead Lord Krishna, the infinitely intelligent super soul, who has disguised his greatness through his mystic yoga maya. So these sages understand what Krishna has done. Krishna has put a veil over everybody's eyes. So nobody is able to see him. Nobody can understand that he is the Lord because he behaves like a very normal human. No qualities he is showing. He doesn't even perform any miracles. He is just quiet guy. He just goes around doing his activities, touching everybody's feet and all the people, they are on top of him supposedly, you know. 
so like you have you know you are just an employee over there all the managers and all the bosses are there likewise he behaves exactly like that as a common man so he said so the sages are saying we understand all this you have done through your yoga maya you are using this principle of illusion and creating this illusion that you are a nobody in this world neither these kings not the vrishnis who enjoy your intimate association know you as the soul of all existence the force on time and the supreme controller for them you are covered by the curtain of maya so everybody around your vicinity that means the vrishnis the various relatives that he has over there you know in dwarka he has all the relatives all his wives are there all the relatives are there all the people around him the king there it's a kingdom so whether it's a king up to the last person over there they don't know who he is they have completely forgotten you know they don't have any inkling and he behaves like a normal human being over there so and he has covered all these people by his maya so we are doing this last verse now a sleeping person imagines an alternative reality of himself and seeing himself as having various names and form forgets his waking identity which is distinct from the dream similarly the senses of one whose consciousness is bewildered by illusion perceive only the names and the form of material objects thus such a person loses his memory and cannot know you now this line is an explanation which yesterday last night chitti asked me how does a person know this as the truth i shall explain that to you this explanation is in this line it is talking about that a man has a dream okay now many of you have had the darshan of the lord you have seen the lord in front of you remember this many a times you see visions you see the lord in front of you you see maybe ramakrishna paramahansa sitting in front of you maybe sai baba maybe jesus christ maybe peter maybe some great personalities as if they are in front of you and the vision lasts for just about a few minutes or maybe just seconds and the vision goes away and then for the rest of your life you are really wondering oh, what was the truth i was having hallucinations i was having some dream think this explanation i'll give you now let us go back to a dream now in the dream you may be seeing some people all right you are eating something you are drinking something you are going to some places you may be enjoying a scenery you may be watching a movie or some such type of a dream is there now think in the dream let us say you are sitting on top of a mountain and watching the scenery right when you wake up are you on top of the mountain no are you watching the scenery no how many people would remember their dream hardly any you won't even remember 1% of your dream can you describe the qualities of that particular mountain side hardly anybody is able to describe we are not even sure because you were sleeping in your bed this is the truth correct now this is on one side so i am giving you three aspects to it first is this second aspect you are talking to your very dear friend you have a friend and you are talking about 
how you are going to see a movie called Kabali. Think about it. You are seeing, you are telling your friend, oh, next week, you know, 17th, we are getting this movie, is getting released. We are all going to go and see this movie. Now remember, this you are doing with your friend. You are actually talking to your friend. Alright? One year later, do you remember what you spoke? No. Do you remember it 10 years later? No. Do you remember it 20 years later? No. You don't remember. Because time erases these things. Your friend you have met, maybe at a particular place, even the place will not be there in your memory. None of these things, including your friend's face, would have changed. Everything would have changed. Now we come to the third part. You have seen the Divine Lord sitting in front of you. Let us say you have seen Gautam Buddha or Jesus or you have seen Vishnu or you have seen Lakshmi or you have seen Krishna in front of you. When you are 15 years old or when you are 25 years old, at the age of 35, at the age of 45, at the age of 55, even at the age of 70, do you recollect the entire qualities of that person? Of course, you can exactly say how he looked like. You can remember his entire countenance. You can say, I had a vision. In these two other examples that you gave, I gave you, you don't even remember a damn thing. You see, the dream part of it, hardly you remember. The friend that you met and told that we want to go for a movie, hardly you remember. But why is it that if you have met this Lord once for just one second or ten seconds, why is it that you remember entire lifetime of yours? And does he change by any way? Does the, suppose you have seen a Bala Krishna, a small Krishna, or you have seen infant Jesus. Do you think that infant Jesus changes for you even at the age of 70? No. It is the same image that you have. Why do you then believe that that was just a vision or an illusion or something like that? Maybe you had, maybe you had a dream. It's not a dream. Don't consider it as a dream. You have actually had the darshan of the Lord. But why do you not believe it? You don't believe it because you think, Oh, maybe I was dreaming. Sir, you may not remember any of your dreams. Remember this. You may not even remember in real life what has happened. Okay? You will not remember anything. But this aspect which you might have met the Lord for just one second or five seconds or ten seconds or one minute. You will remember your entire lifetime. And it is not a memory that you can think of. It is actually the Lord has touched you over there. So remember this. The Lord comes in a particular way. And we need to have our faith in Him. That yes, I met the Lord. Many a times... Sages like you know, Kabir or Mirabai or Tukaram, 
they don't meet any lord of any kind without meeting the lord they are still believing in him and there are certain sages like ramakrishna paramahansa who may meet kalima okay he will remember these with 100% faith and here on the other side with the divine being they will remember the lord and that is one that you need to pray to so always remember this don't think that it was just a dream or some some nonsense is the truth that is the reason why you remember it that is the reason why you actually dwell in it till the end of your life got it i will read this line and i will end over here a sleeping person see the line a sleeping person imagines an alternative reality for himself and seeing himself as having various names and form forgets his waking identity which is distinct from the dream similarly the senses of one whose consciousness is bewildered by illusion perceives only the names and the form of material objects thus such a person loses his memory and cannot know you and the third aspect when the lord gives a darshan so these two aspects which i told you one the dream one and one the friend one okay these are the two aspects which are mentioned over here and the third one where you see the divine lord and you need to believe in that so we shall end over here and we shall meet tomorrow okay